0: Poor old Francis, we got, uh, I'm just going to bring this up because we talked about it a few weeks in a row. Francis isn't that bad. I'm <laughs> just, <laughs> just going to put it out there. We're making it sound as if he's grabbing the board and telling Sean Campbell, whoever else the, the coach is, to get out. But he's not that bad. Someone's got I'm, you, Dees. <laughs>
1: so, sounds to me like Dees is worried about Francis putting him in the back line or something. So he's- <laughs> <laughs> It's founders' of... week down at the Nodders, and no bigger week to get around the club. Welcome everyone to the Nodcast. As always, I'm Steve Mann, joined by Sam Deegan, Deegs. How are you, mate? Yeah, good. Steve, how are you? Okay, Robbie, very good, up and about. And Rob, as always, how are you, Rob? Steve Deegs, how are you guys? Finished with the pizza.
2: Uh, you know, that was, a, that was a vegan cauliflower pizza. Uh, delicious. So, thanks for
1: that, man. That was uh, good. We, we enjoyed sitting here for 25 minutes watching you eat it so we could start recording. But it's we don't need to focus on your dinner because we have Mazanod Royalty with us tonight. Uh, Deegs has gone all the way up the hallway to find this special guest for us. We're joined by the first ever female women's 50-gamer, as well as inaugural BNF Premiership Captain. I talk, of course, of Claudia Maguire. Claudia, welcome.
3: Thanks, Steve. Thanks, guys. Huge fan of the show on the Nodcast. So happy to be on.
1: It's
2: uh, like, you've gone a bit light, Steve, on the, the rundown. I reckon you cut off half of her resume there. You could have you could have given her a bit more than that. Like
1: she's Deak's, pretty much Deak done it Deana. all in 50 games. Deeg sent me a very, very long rundown to read and a lot no, of it had absolutely nothing to do with football. Nothing to do. you know, Apparently, she makes a good toasty. Uh, I, I don't really know if the listeners care about that. Sort of stuff. So, just thought I'm just going to stick to the high level. Stick to the Ste- you know the
0: facts. Yep. Steve, after after the weekend, she struggled to walk ahead through the door. So we'll just uh, <laughs> keep, keep the. She got enough of a mention last week. We we'll just <laughs> go light on this. We week, don't want
3: to. We don't want to embarrass Sam. He's um he doesn't have too many special. Um, moments
1: and footies, so we don't want to embarrass going <laughs> <him> too much. <laughs> oh, <one>, oh, <laughs> uh, Claudia, speaking of getting your head through places, we we had to do a bunch of editing last week because after the podcast, it was revealed that we'd spent 10 minutes talking about your banner, which turned out was a surprise. But uh, you obviously, you did have the banner on game day there to run through. How, how was that, sort of walking out of the club rooms and, you know, probably assumedly unprepared for? paper awaiting you was that a was that a nice feeling
3: yeah it was very special but um i actually turned up to training on wednesday night and jake charman was in the club rooms with me and he goes oh are you hanging around after to make your banner <laughs> oh,
4: go, what? no <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, left all that. Yeah,
3: so,
2: so, not only did he ruin the surprise, but he also tried and rope you into making for it.
4: <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah,
3: when, when I replied, oh, no, not sure what you're talking about, he said, oh, I thought you'll be part of it. So, yeah, <laughs> not to, uh, had to act surprised on the day.
4: Oh, so, no, who's the mastermind she, behind it?
3: Um, I think I heard it was a team effort. It was Abby Walton, Georgia, Cass, and Aaron Bunter. And I think Abby thought it was only going to go for half an hour, ended up going for three hours. And they've had a few drinks on the Wednesday night.
0: (laughs) It was a fair sized banner. Having a look at it, it was almost AFL standard. I did, yeah, it was really good. We we, we did see a video on, um, I think it was like Friday night or or something where a kid gets clotheslined by the banner because <laughs> they've put tape, you know, <laughs> is it vertically or horizontally? Horizontally, right? yeah. Horizontally, <laughs> yeah, right across live. the banner gets clotheslined. And so I just said, oh, if you, if you do have a banner tomorrow, just be careful. And <laughs> she ended up walking up to it and putting her arms through it first <laughs> and then just taking a little step. There was uh, no running involved
1: you'd have to wait 50 more games to be able to do it properly now you've um, you've surprise has been ruined and you've you've missed that there's no better feeling than charging through a banner at full speed
2: have the girls created a, a a dangerous precedent here with I'm assuming there's a number of girls approaching 50 games as well that played oh. in that inaugural season is there is there going to be a lot of crepe paper utilized this season to for the next crop of 50 gamers
3: yeah, so the team did go all out for me and it's made me a bit nervous of what I've got to do for the next person um, in their 50th game because there was a video, there was speeches after speeches and there was this great banner as well. So I am getting a bit nervous on how much effort I've got to go in for the next person. <laughs> Just for the next try. person.
0: Next year, they'll get, be... Get there. out now
1: where you can. Yeah. there will be about 15 girls
0: next year. You can make yeah, banners be, every, every week.
4: week.
1: I uh, wouldn't mind opening a, owning a paper shop in the uh, Glen Waverley area. Um, speaking of banners uh, and people falling over, I just remembered this. Rob, do you remember when we were kids and we used to run out with North sometimes, North Melbourne, that is, and you tripped over the banner? And yeah, I do Byron remember that. Pickett knocked um, you up, didn't
2: he? Yeah, Byron Pickett. That was about, I think it was at 98, 99. It was the same night that uh, Byron Pickett knocked out Brendan Crummel for Hawthorne. I don't know if you mm. remember that. Massive bump. Look Brilliant it up on YouTube for the younger yeah. guys. But yeah, fortunate enough to be the mascot a couple of times um, for North and almost got a game um, if it was today, I reckon, the way we're, we're travelling. So um, as a seven-year-old, but yeah, you very
1: think, fortunate. Having done it a couple of times, you would have figured out how to get through the banner upright. Speaking of mascots, we've obviously we mentioned at the outset Founders Day this week. One of the greatest initiatives the club's had in recent years is these new Player mascots that we've got joining the teams. I think Claudia, you guys had the first one a couple of weeks ago. Is that right?
3: Yeah, in our first home game, we had um, Hayley Ryan. She was very cute. Um, She ran her heart out for us, and um, she joined in with the stretches. So yeah, looking forward to another mascot this week.
2: When you said running hard, did you make her be the runner as well, or just ran out on the field with you? (laughs) (laughs)
3: <laughs> just ran out on the field with us, but oh, she good. had to try and keep up with some um, long legs. So she
1: was probably <laughs> Well, yeah, this week we've got we've got a trifecta because we've got Connor Wellsford, just one of the one of the legends down at the club. He's pretty much got a sibling in every team. So uh, he could pretty much run out with anyone this week who's going to be running out with this Founders Day. And then Lenny and Archie Castledine, who are basically Related to the Woods's, the McKenna's, and the Sullivan families.
0: I reckon we could get Lucky um, McEnoy to run out with the reserves, just lead the reserves out, because <laughs> uh, he can't get on the park with his, all these injuries. So this might be a way for him to get involved. I think well, he, and he can
2: carry his kid around if he wants to. <laughs> well, it turned out it wasn't his kid, but... It's not his kid. that baby was. I don't know if we worked it out. <laughs>
4: he carried the baby with it.
1: Was quite a stir for me. Yeah. Him, right?
3: I think that's um he does that to get some ladies um at the women's because he always walking around the with the prey female attention watching the <laughs> um women's team. So.
0: It's like bringing a dog. I remember I went down to Claudia's um netball game one night and we were leaving the stadium and there was this young fella holding a little dog and he copped attention from every single ga- uh, girl leaving the stadium that night. It was genius. Maybe Lockie's channeling him and. He's single at the moment, so you never know. Yeah,
3: but just using a kid, I don't know how that goes, though.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a, it's a, it's a high-risk play.
1: <laughs> they yeah, do have laws it. against that sort of stuff, I think. <laughs> anyway, Founders Day, obviously, a huge week for the club, so we're excited to have, I think for the first time ever, I'm correct in saying all seven teams. Um, of the senior club playing at home. And, uh, and obviously the feeder boys had a couple of big games on the weekend as well. So it's been a big couple of weeks for the club. We might jump into the reviews from the weekend. Uh, Rob, maybe kick us off with the ones. Um, the big game against one of the struggling teams had to get the job done and did.
2: Yeah, it was good to, to win two on the trot. So Preston out at Preston, tiny ground, probably the smallest ground that played senior footy on, I'd say, um, even smaller than Allman's ground really muddy, really cold. So it's one of those days when you rock up and you, you want to make sure all the boys are switched on. And, and we were. We started really well. We got probably the first four goals of the game, I think, and, and kept them goalless in the first. And then the second quarter, they clawed things back a little bit, got within 10 points at halftime. Um, you know, it was a pretty physical encounter. Sam Michael was getting close-checked after his really good performance the week before and had a guy tagging him all day. And But the boys stood up and played a really good second half and kicked away. And I think we got up by about 70 points in the end. And it was a good team effort. Chris Campbell kept going with his rich vein of form and kicked four. Um, Pete Rosanides is playing a really important role in the um, ruck and full forward. Him and Mac changing. They did a great job. And then there was, you know, ball winners across the field – but yeah, good performance and rolling into Founders Day with a lot of momentum and a lot of confidence and replenishing our percentage, which we lost a little bit in the first couple of weeks. So good to get that back up to a nice, healthy level.
1: So 17, 14, 116 in the end over 6, 11, 47. So, yes, 69 points, as you mentioned. Um, we unfortunately this week out there without the big man and the bugler, Dust Patty, who uh quite tragically did his ACL the week before and uh, succumbed to the Nodcast curse, unfortunately. Um, so it would be, be a shame. I think he's he'll get the op done in the coming weeks, but unfortunately we won't have him for the rest of the year.
2: Yeah, it's really, really disappointing for Gus. He was playing some really good footy and he's so important to us, probably our most important player um, and someone that brings a lot of energy and experience to the group. So, yeah, we're shattering to see him to go down and... Um, you know, he, he's, he's done an ACL before and he, wasn't, he didn't think it was that. Um, but to get the scan and confirm it was really disappointing last week. And, um, but, you know, he's really optimistic about, you know, coming back and he's, he's very adamant that he hasn't played his last footy. So we'll see him next year. and He's keen to stay involved as much as he can this year.
0: There's a um, – I did message him just saying bad luck, mate, but the, I gave him a little hint of a way to keep involved – and he's, and he's confirmed he's going to bring the, the trumpet down to the mob this week for, oh, yes. uh, for Founders Day. So <laughs> hopefully that'll be good. And if anyone else listening out there has got an instrument they want to bring down, I wouldn't mind seeing a band um, <laughs> down behind the goals. It would be one of the all-time stories. for The, old, know, the old brass anyway. band in the mob. Yeah.
1: I wouldn't mind it. I, I must say a, a number of us did see Gus out Saturday night and he was uh, making the most of it with his fine cane that he had purchased from an op shop, $6, but it was just a really classy sort of 7 year old man's get up. And he was making the most of it, walking around the night night spots of Melbourne. So it's not all bad when you do an ACL, apparently, as far as Gus is concerned.
2: Yeah, no, he, I saw Gussie during the week too. I, I get a treatment from him most weeks. And first time I'd seen him since he did his ACL, and I walked into the clinic and he met me with his cane. I didn't know whether to <laughs> laugh or cry, but, um, <laughs> But he's he looks quite regal with it actually. I don't know if he's he's you know trumpeter with a cane. He's <laughs> one of a <the> kind, Gussie.
1: <laughs> it's a different look. Um, moving on to the uh, the resies on the weekend. Uh Diggs, did you play twos?
0: Yeah, I played in the twos.
1: Uh another, had 40, mate, didn't
0: you see?
1: Yeah, just just very, very calmly. Oh yeah, I was there. I was I was around. Um Big, big win for the twos as well. The old 99-pointer up against Preston. So 17, 18, 120. The Nodders over Preston on the, uh, the very, very small ground, 3-3, 21. Deegs, good win for the boys?
0: Very good win and pretty easy win, to be, to be quite <laughs> honest. They did not fire <laughs> a shot. They didn't fire a shot for three quarters. And it and was a pretty good twos team on paper. And it's I think it's just going to get better from what I'm hearing. There's a few ins this week too, so... Uh, I might, I might even come down to the thirds with you, Steve. If, uh, if more than welcome.
1: Big, big game for us this week, but uh, but no, it's you found a bit of form. So you, it's three in a row now after knocking off the top side. Going three back in a row, yeah.
0: And we, we have played the the or well, the two of the bottom side. So, but a win's a win and a good confidence and yeah, few good players on the day. So, uh, Matt Robertson kicked five. I heard he had a little bit of a bet going with. His mate, who was goal umpiring. Uh, so he was uh, sort of had the old eyes for the goals only, but that's all right sometimes, isn't it? I think it was either he, I can't remember what the bet was, he had to kick five and his mate will come down to training, or if he didn't kick five, he owed him $500 or something like something ridiculous like that. So was his mate uh, the, um, the goal umpire? Yeah, I think so.
2: Because there were some dubious calls made where we thought he'd kicked
0: some goals and it got touched on the line and that, so maybe there was a (laughs) bit in there. Yeah. (laughs) Well, potentially, maybe he wanted the 500 bucks. I'm pretty sure it was 500. It was something. Silly
1: person to bet with, someone who's actually going to see the goal.
3: (laughs) Sam, I was just wondering, was there a special game plan this week? Because I heard from you a couple of weeks ago that one of the game plans reserves were playing was – Sam will stand in the middle due to maybe his fitness. He can't run too much. And whoever has the ball has to hit up Sam. And then he will either kick it from 80 metres, goals, (laughs) or hit a forward person running up to him. And I said, oh, what's with that game plan, Sam? And he goes, well, Claudia, I'm the best kicker in the Baffer League.
4: (laughs) i
0: was just
3: wondering, Sam, was there another special game plan this week?
0: uh well f- for starters yeah that was the game plan and <laughs> i think it, it was a that we did we did that in the second half we were we were i think we were two goals up at half time and then brought in that game plan and then we had 1-15 by 15 goals so you tell me if it works uh,
2: <laughs> did, you give a, did you give a Brad
0: kovac like speech
2: at half time? just to say boys remember the
0: game plan we're playing through me no 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 I, I did, do you know what it it is my favorite game plan. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you I you,
1: have you, like, have you become the Charlie Conway of the nah, serves where you're time. just drawing up your own plans?
0: No, no, no. It's the second time it's happened. Um, Steve Ballack and, and Poltz initiated it a couple of years ago. Um, are you Snowy? I've been
2: trying to figure out who Snowy has been all these years.
0: What? Oh, no, no, no. But, but and, and, and uh, Steve Ballack brought in the this game plan one day against Monash and it, it worked really well. Um, and we ended up winning by a couple of points. So I don't know, Sean, Sean, obviously heard about it and tried it. I, <laughs> I, cu- I couldn't hit a target though, to be, to be honest. So it sort of, sort of works. Let, let's work. just,
2: let's strip this back a little bit and, and do a little bit of a lab. On the, on the game plan. So talk me through this. It sounds complicated. You stand in want- the middle of the ground, unopposed <laughs> at any point. No player what coming
1: to man it you up, third time in and they just the man
0: you up? The, the ball just goes through you at all times and they haven't put it on. <laughs> Not every time. Obviously, uh, if there's other options on you, you do it. But
3: He, w- um, he wouldn't be happy though. He wouldn't be
0: happy if it didn't <laughs> go
3: him.
1: As someone Who pops maybe? one through, he's yelling at him, what are you doing? Kicking
0: at me. <laughs> Not you Claude. can't miss him
3: either with that red hair in the middle. So, he,
0: he, he too hard to hit hey. him up. Claude, I didn't know you were going to just pile into me all, all this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <with> that. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, well, I'm going I'm to get this.
2: Go so, back so two. Can we make sure that Hampton doesn't hear about this before the weekend? we am going to give it away to
1: the, the thousands of listeners out there. So, anyone listening, they're going to go, well, the redhead guy standing in the middle of the
0: ground, put 10 With guys blue boots. Him. Blue boots. Yeah, uh, I, I went with him just on that because I couldn't hit a target the week before. Um, tried them again and and they're not as bad as I thought. So I'm going to keep <laughs> keep running with him. So Sorry, Hawley. He's <laughs> a bit disappointed <laughs> when, I, when I came. He <laughs> seemed real glum on the weekend.
1: He did. He did. I tried
2: to out tonight for the first time. So um, we'll see how I pull up. But they, they, they're warming on me. They're warming on me, the, the Pumas.
0: I've been in ASICs for 15 years. So, it's,
2: yeah,
0: we'll see how we go. It's a big move to go to the yellow, like sort of coming up towards the end of your career, maybe like yeah, yellow in your trial. Well,
2: I saw Warbs. Warbs went from grass cats to orange boots and he his speed increased by about 5Ks an hour. So yeah. I was thinking maybe if I do the same, but we'll see.
0: <laughs> right, I'm getting this uh, back on track, back to the twos. So we, we mentioned Robbo, he kicked five. We had... um. Rob Amendola come up from the 19s, um, kicked three, played pretty well. Sid kicked three. Uh, and then we had Spress kick one. So Spress's first game for the year. Um, got away from Eastern Rangers training or whatever he is. He's always wearing that gear down. Did he rock He's, up with a gear on? He didn't rock up with the gear he copped a gear because he copped an egg to the head uh, on <laughs> Thursday night training for wearing all that. Had to spin the dice, so... Um, yeah, I think he's going to be a bit more careful. But yeah, he's been wearing that that Rangers gear a lot, and uh, I don't know. I don't think he's he's not playing for him, so he's just <laughs> he's down there. I don't know where he's copped the gear from. But, uh, I was a bit surprised
2: that. when I learned it was a voluntary role. Like, <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> and I hope they
2: didn't make him pay for it. I hope he got the, given
0: it. I reckon he would. I reckon he would have paid for it. That's why he's getting getting all the use out of it.
4: Express
0: we'll Spress was, was good um, on his return. Sort of bit bit rusty early, but kicked a goal. And then now, you know, guys who are good every week, Will Hayes, uh, Aidan Brand-Oliver, Phil Illick, um, just dominated through the middle. And we had Dang and Sid running through the ruck and they didn't really have a tall ruckman. So uh, made things pretty easy. They were just putting it down our throats in the middle. But yeah, that ground is... It was horrible, wasn't it, Rob? I reckon. Not, shout out to Preston. Uh, can't wait to see you guys down at Central because I reckon it's going to be two hundred plus points next <laughs> <time> <laughs> on a big round. <laughs> oh no! I've it's never absolutely jigsters this now. I've never seen a chirpier team for, for a team that's getting done by a hundred points three quarter time. They came out with some of the worst garbage you'll hear, just trash talk in the last <laughs> quarter. I, I mean, you have got to keep. Keep it down, I reckon, when you're getting pumped like that. The other thing that, that surprised me about Preston
2: was there was high-density seagulls on the field at all times. Did
4: you, did <laughs> yeah, you there was, that? actually.
2: It, there ma- was, it was thousands of seagulls on the field at all times. And when the ball would come over, they would just fly to like a patch about yeah. 10 metres away.
0: It was, all, it was off-putting, wasn't it? Because they were really close when you're running sort of through <laughs> the middle of the ground. Um, or a bit like the MCG. Know. You know? Claudia, Claudia, would have been actually <laughs> hates birds. So, yeah,
3: I think I would have can, said, um, can you explain um, to me? Paul, can I please be off?
1: <laughs> how are the seagulls in Preston? It's north of the CBD. No, any water.
0: It's, it's I literally- think all the water, all the water in the area, Steve, is on that ground in the mud. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's why all, all
0: the all the seagulls in the area just sat that ground.
1: Let's move on. Good to see both sides having a good win. And, of course, the other side that had a good win on the weekend was the thirds. Um,
2: we oh, just he's a bit more his step this week.
1: <laughs> wand- wandered down to Central Reserve, backs against the wall season on the line, and uh, just put in a really gutsy performance to get the job done. 8-16-64 over Pran Assumption, 8-9-57. So, errant kicking, probably the reason the game wasn't... Uh, <laughs> A little bit more of a better margin, but yeah, it
0: there was, was a great, big great inclusion. Team. I heard
2: big inclusion into the, the threes makeup this week. Well, that's what I got told from the coaching staff. Out at yeah, I've heard that Ed as well.
0: And I've heard Steve Bullock. Yeah,
1: yep. St- Steve Bullock um, hasn't played since 2018, and he just dusted off the boots. And the 40 uh, something year old just wandered down back and just did what he always used to do, and just dominated the uh, back half of the ground. So he was, he was just back. He had the, had a shot on the siren at the end of the game. Obviously we're already six points up, so it didn't really mean much, but still (laughs) took about three minutes to, so, so genuinely he's, I I will tell this story because it tells you a lot about Steve Ballack and his discipline and the fact that he's a coach. So no one should ever listen to him. He was in the back line are six points up. There's about a minute to go. So we're going guys just sit behind the football balls at our half forward line. Steve Bellick just runs off his man, runs up the vacant wing, gives me the old, Manny, I'm on my own out here if you get it. And so the ball comes to me in the middle and I sort of run a bit on the spot just to kill a bit of clock and then eventually begrudgingly kicked it to him just inside 50 where he took a mark with about three seconds to go, went back, took about five minutes to have his shot, just soaked <laughs> in all of the spotlight and then went back and just missed it after the siren. But it uh, oh. was good to have Stevie back out there.
0: He said it was uh, one of the great thirds points uh, that's been kicked. <laughs> he, he was down on, on Sunday telling me all about it. Um, the percentage he might help though. us come finals gonna... time. Who knows? That's why he wanted to play, wasn't it? Because he's lost a heap of weight and wanted to see how he, he goes. The, he's on the salads. And
2: I reckon, and I, I, you know, I raised some eyebrows last week when I talked about this, but eating... Uh, tuna before a game. I reckon he'd be in it. I reckon he's on board with it because he's always got his tuna salad on game day these days.
1: He's he's not lost anything. He's he's always just been one of the just you know rock solid defenders, and yep, just picked up where he left off. Um, and also an, another shout out to uh, to Sammy Reed who made a comeback this week kicked two in the first three minutes and was off with a calf about the five-minute mark of the first quarter, and his day was done. So he I generally was on the rate right to kick 40. He was, he, was, he was dominating, but the body couldn't
0: hold up. Did he um, – so, so with Sam Reid, right, I heard, say, so he pinged his calf, uh, started running off towards the bench, and then as he was approaching the bench, pinged the other calf. Correct. <laughs> that, was, was that, true? <laughs> that is true. That <laughs> is true.
1: He uh, yeah, he, he hasn't had a good run of it, Sammy. So he's now played probably about a quarter and a half all season and he's done about six calves if you include the sort of half ones he's done at training. So struggling to get the body right a bit. Um, and did Dan Tran did, play after no, broke the news last week? No, no, you're <laughs> off the money again, just like your Stu Inglis calls that you made for eight weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't got near that one either. I saw um, Stu
2: on Saturday, he was up and about. I reckon he's a I reckon he's a chance. I reckon he's still coming.
1: Yeah, well, we'll uh, let's hope that one plays out. He's obviously got to come through the threes like everybody else. The other sort of, and this is a bit of a sad one, but the other injury news out of the threes in the past week or so was um, unfortunately club legend, former twos B&F winner and 150 gamer uh, Damien McLeod had to pull the um, pin over the course of the last week uh, due to concussion he received earlier in oh, the Oh, no. He, yeah, he lost... Uh, he got knocked out round two, um, but sort of has had ongoing symptoms and he's had a, a, as I think you mentioned at the time when we talked about it on the non-cast, he pretty much has played his whole career concussed. So <laughs> um, unfortunately the doctors didn't like that uh, prognosis and sort of said probably best he uh, doesn't have any more head knocks. So unfortunately huge loss for the threes, huge loss for the club. He'll still be around, but um yeah, he's been one of the one of the really strong, consistent performers over time, and, and definitely one of the most courageous players I've played with.
2: I wonder if they were testing for um, concussion when he started out. If he would have played one hundred and fifty,
1: oh, no games. way. He he would have he wouldn't have lasted through nineteens. He, <laughs> he he used to. I remember when he first came out of nineteens into playing twos, and he would take one of the every week. He would run take one running back with a flight where he'd get cleaned up by six yeah. guys, okay. kind of thing. And then he'd, he'd have two concussions a game. Like he was just, he was absurd. And he got a bit bigger over time. So he wasn't getting like smashed around as much. But yeah, it was a bit of sad
0: news during the week. Can I um, ask a question? So I, I was speaking to uh, Wooda after your game on Sunday and just said, I heard Jake Walton played in the threes oh, yeah. on the weekend. So he's, he's come off about a year and a half of running 30, 40 kilometers every weekend. Yeah, um, slotted into the threes. Yep. How many disposals did he have? Because Wooda said it was a lot, like fifty plus. Jake was a bit more modest when I asked him, but Wooda's adamant it, it was fifty plus, potentially sixty plus. <laughs> Is-
1: <laughs> oh. do, you, do, do you want some hyperbole or do you want a genuine, honest answer? Because um, I, I could say he had a hundred, but now he he probably. <laughs> He would have had 30 in the first half, genuinely. He dominated. I've not seen someone (laughs) dominate a half of football like that in a long time. He probably slowed down a little in the second half, but I reckon he could have – I reckon he might have hit 50. It was a very, very good game. He's uh,
0: he's probably too good to be playing in the the threes, you would have thought. He started his run a
1: couple of years ago playing threes with us and he sort of worked his way up to the ones eventually. Um, So, you know, it's – it's a good it's a good a game like,
0: we We're talking a couple of weeks ago, going threes straight into the ones. This could be the week. Uh, if, if any performance like should warrant
1: it, it's probably this yeah. one.
0: I reckon about. is Balik more of a
2: chance because considering that he's got a vote <laughs> at selection, he, he could be the one <laughs> that takes himself from threes to ones.
1: I reckon I heard uh Dom Barker saying Thursday night that Steve Ballack after being named in the threes had pretty much guaranteed he was going to win the threes B So I don't think Stevie wants to go anywhere. I reckon he just wants to stay down there, just accumulate a few votes, then rock up and coach and, you know, say to the young boys in the ones, see how I do it boys. So I don't reckon he's going anywhere. He's
2: the forwards coach in the ones. He doesn't play.
1: <laughs> he,
4: he,
2: he well,
1: he's, he, he's clearly trying to play forwards in the threes when games on the line and he's drifting forward on his own rolling the dice to try to, you know, kick a late
0: one. How did you – I just want to mention it quickly as well. How did your first quarter go, Steve? Did you know who you were passing to? Um, did you know which way you were going? Because oh, yeah, it's I good heard, call, that. Yeah.
1: Real jumper clash. clashy sort of setup. Um, they basically had the exact same jumpers as us and then they changed at quarter time. And so Jakey Walton – and this is probably why he had 30 in the first half – he was wearing a year 12 Mazenod jumper, which is a completely white back. So if you think of the opposition wearing inside-out jumpers, basically with complete white, and he's wearing a half-white jumper, he was just running around getting handballs off both teams. It was, um, it was a little silly at halftime, pro- so he had to change jumpers as well. Do we have the provisions in the thirds to wear a class jumper? <laughs> You're joking, aren't you? We don't even get training balls. <laughs> <laughs> we, 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 we we train on Thursday night last week with rolled up socks until the ones finished and said, oh, look, we can't give you a training ball, but you know you can, you can have a bit of tape that off a few of the boys rolled into it. <laughs> uh, if you're looking so, for some
2: excess tape, go find Brad Kovac and he'll be able to strip uh, him
1: down. <laughs> yeah, apparently we're not allowed to use it until you guys are finished with the tape. Um, and, and God forbid anyone would ever give us a training ball. But um, no, we don't feel uh, too bad. We're definitely not getting class jumpers, that's for sure.
0: <laughs> don't feel too bad about the training ball, Steve, because the twos aren't getting any either. I don't know what's happening to. We <laughs> had to borrow one off uh, of D Lars under nineteens on the weekend. Oh no! Well, training ball gate
1: really—it hit home to me last week how how serious it's got. When there was a couple of injured ones, players having a kick by themselves after training. And we went over to him and said, boys, like, we need an actual football here. We can't can't run around doing shadow handballing for, you know, more than 45 (laughs) minutes. And the guys would – and I'll I'll name them by name. But there was Tom Riley was there. Um, There was uh, a Sherlock in the mix. And they were genuine. There was fear in their eyes. They did not want to hand over that football because they thought we're going to, you know, we'll get dropped or something. There's there's real – militancy around use of the footballs and them escaping the ones at the moment so well
2: i think one ball went missing last week and jared raffa was held responsible because he lent it to you guys and didn't get it
1: back that's the that's the rumor <laughs> i don't know anyway moving on um the the girls on the weekend uh claudia the 50 gamer didn't quite get the job done for your big milestone unfortunately
3: no, and I'm I'm gonna put it out there. I'm gonna blame the Nodcast. Actually, for <laughs> not getting us the win, it's, it wasn't our performance. Um, because Steve, I bet you lost on your two fiftieth. I think I just got I the number right. And yep. Rob, you lost as well. And you guys brought me up last week. And. Yeah, I don't think it was our performance, and I don't think the team was better. I think it was the Nodcast that did Yeah, my Milestone
2: games haven't been our strong suit this year, it sounds like.
1: Um, Nor is anything, because we just touched on the fact that Gus has done his ACL after coming on the Nodcast. Um, our man, Alexander Poleshi ripped the hammy off the bone again the week again? After,
0: oh, well, after. Again? Well, after we did it again. He said he did it again, but he played on the weekend, so I don't know what this was. There's a lot of there's a lot of rumors going around. He kicked three on the weekend. He said
1: he did. I saw that. We'll get to get to that game in a minute, but um, but yeah, no, we have we haven't had the best luck. So you're playing with fire being on with us tonight, Claudia. I reckon. Um, but yeah, look, yeah, nice. final score two three fifteen went down to UHS VU four six thirty. I saw you just managed to get yourself a best on though, so clearly turned up for the fiftieth.
3: Yeah, I did hear that it was a, a given by some of the girls that when you play a few fifth, you just get best on. So uh, I was very happy with that. <laughs>
4: <It's>
1: unprecedented. <laughs> we, 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 That's how you does. give
3: it out in the women's team. Right, um,
1: okay.
3: Yeah, so with the game, um, we had a few... So the goal scorers were Alana Rose and M. Stewart. And um, <laughs> some of the... Yeah, <laughs> The Rose is just a bit of an inside joke that wanted me to um, <laughs> shout out. Um, I about that. But, <laughs> um, but some standout performances, I thought, was um, Abby Walton. So she went up against this um, full forward and she was averaging about six goals a game. One game, I think she scored about 10 plus just for one game this season. Um, this season yeah. And um, she kept her just um, one goal. So she Whoa. kept pretty um, great low effort. scoring. So great effort by her. Um, Kayla, she's been picked up as a one's ruckman this year. And each week Is she's Kayla playing very well. Yep, correct. Yep. And um, Emma Nielsen, I reckon, had her, one of her best games as well. So she plays on the wing. So, yeah, quite happy. But unfortunately, their midfielders were probably just – Bit better, more skillful, and um, I think fitter as well. So we might need to, you know, get some running into us.
0: You should yeah. see the um when you get a chance. You should come down because the the skills have improved out of sight. There was actually there was one passage of play where I thought, geez, these girls could could beat the rezies um, here. The, just the ball pinged, didn't hit hit the ground. Drop punts a uh, couple meters off the ground. From one end to the other, it was beautiful ball movement. It's going, going crazy reckon, down there.
1: I reckon that they've got a big advantage playing the resi's given they're unencumbered by a game plan where they have to kick it to a guy standing in the
3: <laughs> <sun> circle. <laughs> well, actually, <laughs> I think on that, Steve, um, I heard from one of um, Sam's friends that he said um, on the boundary that um, there should be a game plan where you bring in just one man. Um, into your team, and Sam would absolutely dominate oh,
4: the God. women's. So,
0: one male. Oh. In the women's? Yeah, just who,
3: one male. Yeah, in uh, the women's, women's he's added one
0: male. I've never said that, but I, I reckon I know who gave you that because I reckon that <laughs> is, the, is the bloke that says it every week. Who in name and Names. <laughs> he might have been on the show last week. Oh. <laughs> wow. Might, Chloe, can't, I'm
3: interested.
0: I can't confirm. Claudia, I'm interested to
2: hear – What's been the change this year? So obviously you guys have had some good seasons the last few years, but this year it seems to be even more successful. And, and, and Sam said that, you know, the skill level improving all the time. What's different about the team this year compared to the last couple?
3: Yeah, it's so exciting. Um, I'm just loving it um, week by week. But Paul did go recruiting in coaches um, for this year. Um, we have um, Dave, you know, which is Charlotte's dad in the midfield which he has been really helpful. Um, we've been setting up more game plans. And then we've got Sal Michael, which is the father of Sam Michael in your senior team and Al Michael in our senior women's team. And then, of course, we do have Jake Charman, but I'm not too sure how well he's going in the forward coaching. So, But the other two are doing absolutely excellent. So,
1: awesome. Old, old um, loose lips sink ships Charman. Um, from what I hear, <laughs> didn't have a great coaching performance as a Ford coach in the twos either on the weekend. Because um, again, the the juggernaut continues 4 14 38, getting the job done over UHSVU 0 1 1. But the kick, four goals, 14. Surely
4: Ford's
1: yeah, yeah. coach has to be looking around behind his back to see if his job's on, you know, someone's coming for his job. Yeah, it was
3: not good at all. Um, 14 shots. Um, fourteen points. Um, yeah. So I think um he might have to go up um on the panel to um this week and be asked. Maybe he might be dropped as well. Like the
0: <laughs> poor old um in the two. So poor old Caitlin Wells went up forward. She just she went on. She went to a gig, a concert on Saturday night with her two brothers, Joel and Jeremy. Just wanted to have a quiet night because she got footy in the morning. Uh. I don't know what she was thinking because when you go out with Joel and Jez, you're <laughs> going to get forced to drink. <laughs> and I heard she was she was vomiting on the way home, so <laughs> oh, no. maybe that, that contributed yeah. to to a couple of points, but didn't affect him in the end. They got the job done.
3: Yeah, well, there might have been another um, female um, player that uh, as well vomiting the night before. Um, M Haller, she had a. <laughs> a few, um, on her Lockie McKenna um as well. So her boyfriend, but um they both ruined my whisper great before we went to the next day. <laughs> you just
0: ruined my whisper. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Claudia, talk through talk through this for me. As a leader of the team, is it always a little bit more of a concern when you have a Sunday fixture about how the girls are gonna rock up to the game and be prepared.
3: Yeah, yeah, it's definitely um a concern. Um when I was captain a couple of years well, only last year, but, um, you know, drinking and everything, you know, you get around the club um, when we've got the Pong Night and the M Factor um, as well. It's a bit concerning, but um, us women's, we always pull through. We don't um, stay in bed and sulk. We get <laughs> on with it and um, we might throw up on the side, but we still end up kicking a few goals. So we're very strong I,
0: I don't reckon it affects the performance too much, Rob. If, <laughs> if, any, if anything, it makes them play better. Bit more
2: bolder, a bit, bit, of, bit more courage. Yeah, bit
3: of Dutch courage. I think we're a bit of um, we're scared of Paul and Georgia, really. I think, um, they're <laughs> one for some sprays when we're not performing too well, especially if they know that we're a bit hungover. So, I think we're just a bit scared that you just got to perform.
1: It was, um, it was good to see uh, Cass Stevenson kick a goal and get yeah. amongst the best on the weekend. And I must admit, as a just a a consumer of all things Mazenod related, I very much enjoy her weekly rundowns that she puts together for the girls. I think she's a definite target for a future podcast guest. It's um, a cold Steve-o special. Stevo
0: special.
3: Yeah, Just, um, she was wanting a shout out um, this week. So yeah. I'm glad you brought up um, her she, name, well, Steve.
1: Well, should I? My, I guess my question that, um, and it's great to see it, but should we be nervous as, as, you know, we sort of thought we had a monopoly on the media? Production <laughs> at Mazenod and all of a sudden, here's this upstart writing their own weekly—I don't know—weekly articles. Do, do you reckon we should be looking over our shoulders?
2: Should be snapped up by yeah. some beads pretty soon,
0: probably. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I don't reckon. To the
3: one, so yeah. I don't reckon. Yeah. Um, no, she's she's very good. Um, this has only just come about. Um, the last couple of rounds. Um, she did a great one on me this week, which actually made me a bit teary. Um, but yes, yeah, she's a good rider, but she's also a very good footballer. Um, as he said, she kicked a goal, she's, I think she's kicked a goal nearly every week um, for the club, so yeah,
0: and and she was real keen, uh, for the Nodcast to speak about the Steve O special too because. Uh, I got a message. I think Steve got a message. Rob, did anyone message you about the Steve O special? um, uh,
2: Maybe it says a bit about my pull on the podcast, but I didn't get a
0: message.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We're sort of, you know, I guess what we're six weeks into the season now. The Rezi girls are five and one. They must be starting to to be thinking. I I know it's a long way away, but must be thinking finals, Claudia.
3: Uh, well, there's actually a rule that um, we're not allowed to say the F word. So um, <laughs> at training or and if we do, we have to do um, push-ups or, or something not too nice for us um, ladies. So um, no, we're trying to keep a lid on it still. Um, but yeah, a crucial game for the seniors this week to get a win. But yeah, the reserves are tracking very well. And just finally on the reserves, um, there was a few stand-out performances. Meg Lennon, um, she's... I think she'll be back in the seniors very soon. Um, Jess Grignard and Laura Backhouse um, kept the team very strong with the ball only going in the opposition's 50 in the last two minutes of the game. So wow. some standout performances by the girls in the reserves team.
2: Claudia, how similar is that reserves team to the one that played in the grand final a couple of years ago? Or has there been a, a, a few changes to it? Uh,
3: yeah, I think we had a bit of a, a few girls leave. Um but it's still like the solid, um, strong players are still around. So, um, but maybe, yeah, maybe a few 10 or, 10 or 12 um, new people. Yes. Yeah. On that, um, Yvette, she was playing, um, she's actually a girlfriend of the youngest Wellesford, Sean Wellesford. And um, she got a warning because um, Rosie Wellesford is allowed, um, she's a strong, strong um, supporter of the Notters. And um, she was actually going to watch her first um, this year, her first women's um, game. And Caitlin and a few girls gave her a very, just a warning. Just if you hear Rosie, um, don't <laughs> be too sad or scared of whatever she's saying because um, <laughs> she comes from a good heart, but she is very loud. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Love that. The other one, um, of course, was the 19s. So the 19s ones had a bye on the weekend, um, which was uh, – uh, well-deserved after obviously being undefeated to this point in the season. And then the twos got the job done, 6-8-44 over Old Paradians, just continuing their good form. So 5 thirty six 36 Old Paradians, an eight-point win. And as we said earlier, our man, Alex Pileschi, kicked three. So obviously the hamstrings reattached itself to the bone. Great to see that. Uh, good win by the boys. Deegs, Rob, do you hear much out of the 19s game on the weekend?
0: I spoke to I spoke to Polesk. Um, said he kicked three in, in only a half. First half, he had to leave. Um, so, oh. but he said he was just—he sort of taking it easy in the first half, just with the the sore hammy from the week before. Um, reckons he was on for ten, uh, oh. just building building into the second half nicely, and almost. So he had his cousin's wedding. He had to go to, so he just played the first half. Oh. He he said he was contemplating just skipping the wedding to to get the bag. <laughs> Which is a real Alex Polesky move. Oh, I, I,
2: I learned this week that Pilesk, or Feb, as he likes to be known,
1: isn't actually the captain. Oh, my us. Oh, he, he, I thought he, he, he was captain. He implied that to the hilt when he was on the Nodcast. Uh, <laughs> it turns out
2: Chris Bond, who obviously a Nodcast favourite of ours as well, and we've, we've noticed some of his great work is the captain, and he's just flying out on the radar. But I'm sure that...
0: Oh, was well, I quizzed him about this because I said, mate, you've been on the Nodcast. Uh, we've been implying that you've been leading the team out every time you come back and you just said nothing to us. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> but, How yeah, did he possibly... respond? Well, it, 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 he, he just didn't want to say anything. I think he, he probably thinks he should be captain. That's probably what's going <laughs> oh. on. <laughs> I didn't want to bring it this up. but apparently,
1: captain, you reckon?
0: Yeah. Apparently, it's, going, yeah, it's a, a funny like... a funny joke throughout the, the 19s now that... Uh, that we don't know that Pondy's the captain, so we better give him a shout. I did teach Pondy everything he knows back in under fifteen, so I, I did coach him, back down at Waverley Park Hawk. Definitely. So I'm not surprised he's turned into uh, a captain and uh, one of the better players in the team.
3: Sounds a bit like his um, brother Francis Puliski with the captain just nominating himself as captain.
1: One of them just think- takes over coaching halfway through the game, and the other one just assumes the role of captain. Poor old Francis.
0: We got, I'm just going to bring this up because we've talked about it a few weeks in a row. Francis isn't that bad. <laughs> <So> <laughs> I'm just going to put it out there. We're making it sound as if he's grabbing the board and telling Sean Campbell, or whoever else the, the coach is, to get out. But he's not that bad. Someone's got so you, to say,
1: Someone's yeah. got to so, you. Sounds to me like Dees is worried about Francis putting him in the back line or
0: something. So
2: he's <laughs> going really nice. He's got to take the magnet out of the centre circle and make it move. The game <laughs>
4: yeah,
2: plan's over. So just to tie off on the 19s, there is currently a story breaking. In the Herald Sun today, they published a list of 300 names uh,
0: I was going to bring this up too. I know I know where you're going. There's a list of 300
2: names of players around Australia who have nominated for the mid-season draft. I can announce <laughs> to you that Mazanoid Old Collegians Football Club has a player nominated. We may yeah. have a player that has played the first half of the year at Mazanoid and gets drafted into the AFL. I speak of James Little. So... James is in Year Twelve at Mazonite, and he's a handy footballer, but not exactly on the AFL's radar, I believe. Um, so I, I quizzed James about this today, and he said, "Yeah, I just nominated to see what will happen." So he's like, "Yeah, there was like some form on the internet, so I just filled it in, and let's see what happens." So I love his confidence; he's put, it, he's thrown his hand in the ring. So we'll see happens, uh, see how he goes. But um, he's a good and young young good in-and-under player and gets his hands on the footy, good work rate, could be a development player of the future at an AFL club, but I wonder how he'll do his his rest of his year 12 when he gets drafted, so
1: we'll see. We've obviously got Atu running around at North Melbourne at the moment, so we are a bit of a football factory, um, and so good luck to him. Oh, it would be sorely lost from the 19s, though. If
0: we We've got it. one player running around. We're a football factory, are we? <laughs> <laughs> you got to start of, a
1: few years ago. The other, of course, we, we mentioned that there was a buy on the weekend, but we did get some more football because we had the two Panthers sides playing. Um, unfortunately, the Blues, um, Div 3 4, were a little under man on the weekend. Uh, they started strongly, but coming up against our tribals, Coburg. Um, probably just ran out of gas a little bit and Koverg ran over the top of them in the second half. Um, No bench that the Panthers ended up with probably wasn't uh, that conducive to running out the game strongly. So that was their first loss for the season. Um, Disappointing, but obviously great to see the the Panthers blues up and about and in in the mix again this year. And then the Whites uh, went down by six points for the second week in a row as well. So they now sit um, 2-2 mid-table, but uh, obviously... There's a, plenty of football left to play in the season. So good to see the two Panthers sides in the mix as always. And speaking of football factories, they're pretty pretty much always there at the business end of the season. So I, I no doubt expect we'll get the same again from the Panthers boys this year.
2: We had Nam running around at to training tonight and he dominates the feeder. Um, he, he, he looks very comfortable at um, any level. So I understand he's um, dominating at the moment and, My understanding is the umpires have started to block him at centre bounces deliberately to give other players a bit of a run at the footy. Really? He's just getting every clearance. He extracts it, runs out, kicks a goal, and they have to go back to the centre again and start again. So, yeah, the the umpire is starting to block him. Um, So it's a new move I haven't seen before. Apparently that's what they're they're doing.
1: We're unearthing all sorts of new tactics tonight. The the other thing I, I didn't want to mention this on the podcast, but we've already gone down the path of inadequate preparation in the girls team. So I'll just carry the theme on here. The newest addition to the coaching ranks in the feeder team, Tom Stanley. Um, I, I don't want to place the blame for two losses on any one individual, but he was at a bucks party seen gallivanting around in St. Kilda Saturday night at the early hours of the morning, Sunday morning. And, uh, the two Panther sides both get knocked off the next day. Just not quite sure that's the sort of dedication that you want to be seeing from your from your coaching panel in the Panthers. So pull your head in stands up.
0: <laughs> Steve's arrow. Bang. <laughs> yeah. New segment, maybe. I reckon that, that could be something to run with uh, for the rest of the year, Steve. I don't mind. <laughs> oh, the, <laughs> the arrow. Take someone down. Steve Spear.
1: <laughs> I'm not sure. Um I will I don't have too many friends to start with at the footy club. I'm not sure I'll end up with any if I if I keep going down that path. Um, anyway, so uh, so all round it was a, a pretty good week of football. I think moving on, this one's been we've been chatting about this one for a couple of weeks. So in the next edition of um, our, what are we calling them, Rob? You the ask me this every week. I don't You're remember. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Investigative deep
2: dive into nostalgia at the football club.
1: Yeah, yeah, whatever whatever <laughs> we're calling it. This, the segment where we talk about stuff. Um, the This one we've been kicking around for a couple of weeks. So I'm quite excited for this one. Do you want to intro us?
2: Yeah, so one hit wonders. Players or performances or, or one-offs at the club that we've seen in our time. There's a couple that spring to mind straight off the bat that um, I've experienced. The first one is Cheesy. Um, Tom Patterson, yes. a couple of years ago, pl- after playing probably six or seven years of under 19s and then reserves football, finally gets his debut in the ones. Bit nervous, bit apprehensive whether or not to accept the position in the team. Takes it, plays really well, gets, gets named best on ground, and then dropped the week after, never to play a ones <coughs> game again. So they're the, the sort of moments where you, you get an opportunity just once, though.
0: He's really a coach. oh geez. It was uh it was Dil Cousins. 2019. Um, and and he is very regretful, <laughs> I think, um talking to him because they gave him votes too. So he po he polled votes in the best and fairest at the end of the year. So something yeah, something, something weird happened there, but he's it's a real flat spot for cheesy. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully he doesn't listen in.
2: We've robbed him of an opportunity Of being a You know A reserves
0: only player For his whole career Like who wants to play Just one One's game He's, he's been there and, and probably When you When you think like Back to Sort of Under 17s eight, Under 18s You probably wouldn't have thought Cheesy would ever get there So it's a It's a really good effort And then to play as well As he did He, he could definitely If he commits himself He could definitely play Play senior footy Oh, absolutely. He's, I reckon
1: I reckon you guys have got it all wrong. I, I like the way he's done it. Just when you climb Everest, you don't bother climbing back up again. <laughs> you just get to that the is. top and you go, yep, done. What's next? Move on.
0: <laughs> he has been an advocate for the Friday night beers cheesy in the past. So <laughs> I'm not sure that how that would uh, schedule into playing seniors every week. But <laughs>
1: <laughs> one that pops to mind for me uh from a few years back, it was an under-19s performance uh, in a semi-final. Adrian Zarafa. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, uh, this would have been probably 2008, 2009-ish era. Just um, muddy game, second semi-final, I think it was, spotting the grand final up for grabs. Everyone's yeah, it, just every completely... d Yep, that's right. And everyone's caked in mud. This guy has not been anywhere near stepping out from under the bench all day. He's just completely clean, comes on in the pouring rain with 30 seconds to go and kicks one after the siren from about oh, 60 a, to put him into the ground. Yeah, big mud. goal,
2: big talk, massive, massive barrel. Um, and I remember being at the ground and, you know, as a spectator, ran out onto the field to celebrate the boys and slipped straight over in the mud. i still <laughs> vivid in my memory and so embarrassing. Going fully. It's like I'd slipped on a banana peel. Um, it was very comical. But, yeah, that was a great performance and has never stopped talking about it either. What
0: would you, what would yeah. you? Ask me if I've got one.
1: Deeks, any any come to mind for you?
0: Yeah, I've got one actually, Steve. Thanks for asking. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's probably the greatest individual season um, I've ever heard of and it was by myself. <laughs> um. Oh, my God. <laughs> The gameplay, the origin <laughs> of the gameplay. <laughs> so, here we go. a, bit a back, bit of a backstory. I, 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 needed um some hip surgery done. I, I trained, I <laughs> did it on the first night of preseason. Went to a, went to a physio. They told me there was nothing wrong. Trained all preseason. Still, still giving me the shit. So, I went back and then they said you need surgery. So I was out for the season. And then. Um, in the under-19s every year, as you do, there's a, there's a music festival, Groove in the Moo, one weekend, uh, which sort of everyone goes to. We lost a heap of players. So I, I was going in for surgery a couple of days later, so I thought it's not going to get any worse. About to get fixed up. I'll, I'll just I'll walk on. And I could not run at all. I, I could just walk. Uh, walk down to the goal square. Hey, Still
3: can't run.
0: <laughs> oh, not, not
3: much a shame
0: <laughs> <laughs> Walked down the goal square And I hid behind the goal post Rob, you were like that No I hid behind the goal post I kicked three what? Three in the first half With with three kicks only And then um, we ended up getting pumped So they took me off So that You know Three this kicks, three the goals game For the kn- entire season this,
2: this wasn't the game That you knocked the goal
0: post out Was it? Your, your highest uh, spot No, no, no Different, so you uh, different, different game
1: Love hate affair with goalposts over the journey. It sounds like
0: this was back when I could um, stand side on, and I would be <laughs> dealt by the old post. Not anymore.
1: <laughs> um, I, I speaking in 19s, There was one back in my 19s year that I begrudgingly bring this up because it's not ever. It wouldn't be a week that goes by that this isn't mentioned. Um, but a, a good mate of mine, Daniel Coy, uh, goes by Decoy as a nickname. He, he he's not probably your archetype footballer in terms of body shape or um, athleticism or any of that sort of stuff. He played the entirety of our first 19 season, so was a bottom major, and I'd say probably over the course of the season he might have had oh, might have had 15 kicks. So we're
2: talking 2004 kicks. right now. 2004
1: we? this was, yep. Yeah. Might have had 15 20 kicks for the season. Um, played as sort of a smallish forward. Um, but one day, you know, included in that 20 kicks in about round 15 or 16. So well and truly we'd seen it, we, you know, we, we'd seen it we knew what we are getting. Just wanted down and seven. <laughs> and um, it was, it was just the most, he, he, he'd been out the night before. I think he'd uh, thrown up in an, a taxi on the way home, just rocked up, kick seven. He... He's still got a screenshot of the, because obviously it was before the internet. So it's just of like a photo of the amateur record where it's got the best players and the seven goals. And he just sends that on every group chat he's in once, every, <laughs> once or twice a week. Just a little screenshot of that. He, um, he generally just, he basically he's lived his entire life off that moment. He, um, he, to give you an example of a kind of interactions, he about six or seven years ago. So this is probably, you know, eight years after it happened. He was out at a pub one night, and some guy comes up to him and goes, "Oh, I reckon I recognise you. You're the guy that kicked six against us in under nineteens. I played for Hampton." And he goes, "No, no, no, mate. Wasn't me. wasn't me. Wasn't me. Wasn't me. Kicked seven. Got to be talking about me. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, he's just literally lived his entire life off it. So that's just one of the one of the most miraculous.
2: I've got a couple more one hit wonders. Um, the first one is the space blanket. So I'm not sure if you've seen the, the silver sheet that they use when people get hypothermia. Uh, that came <laughs> out once at three-quarter time for Ben fits back in 2013 <laughs> when we played North Old Boys out of Brunswick. Um, it was a pretty cold game. Uh, and, yeah, three-quarter time, Phibbs, he'd seen enough, he'd done enough. He walked off and... Yeah, wrapped himself in the space blanket and had to get himself. <laughs> the other one hit wonder that comes to mind is playing for Ruckman. So, back in the relegation game of 2015, he <laughs> decided to play four recognized Ruckman in the one team. <laughs> so, we had James Billy, Andrew Weeks, Nick Thomas, and Tom Chambers all playing in the one they're,
1: lineup. They're all basically, or maybe Nick Thomas. Some other positions, but they're not really. Ruck they're all that had like Nick Thomas played.
2: Nick, yeah, Nick Thomas played ruck the next year in a Premiership side. So he was a, he was a genuine ruckman. He, he has got some versatility, I agree. But the others are pretty narrow with the scope that they can move into other positions. So, yeah, I've never seen it since. Um, hadn't seen it before. So the the full ruckman.
0: Yeah, I've got I've got one more. You just you just jogged my memory that I wasn't involved in the game, but I've heard a lot of it. So. Back in under-19s when Jerry Noon was was coach, I, I don't think the team was going all that well. They might have been middle of the table or something like that um, later in the season. Uh, they were playing the top team who were undefeated and they rock up to a ground and there's a huge wind going one way and Jerry comes up with a game plan. We're going to kick into the wind and we're just going to flood the back line for the first quarter and just see what happens. So I think they... They they had one bloke up forward and eleven backmen, and they just, just just yeah well it went it, it worked for them though because I think I think what happened is they just kept killing the ball over the line and there's no sort of time on back then and I think they ended up winning the game just um, and like the boys in that team talk about it all the time that one of the most miraculous coaching moves you'll ever hear of.
2: That's bold. Um, that is bold because you you get taught from a very very early age to always take the win when you've got it early, but to commit to it at your own discretion. That's, that's I like
1: it because if you can kill a quarter, you can pinch a quarter off them and then you get two quarters onto one with the win, assuming the wind doesn't swing.
2: That really set up our win in the 2016 grand final. Um, we we lost the toss, um, so we had to kick against it, but. Yeah, keeping them to one goal set up the win that day. So it does work. Does work.
3: I've got two. So our coach now, our reserves coach, George Anderson. She played um, just the one season with us. Um, dominated that first season, um, and then never seen again. Put the boots up and decided to coach instead. Um, yes, when we Wait, was bring bring up teams.
0: bring up her most important moment uh, in that season good that you mentioned it Ajax semi-final she's what did she do she crashed it should have been a free kick she runs straight through the back of someone and no
3: the other team got the free kick it shouldn't have been a free kick it was a fair bump so they didn't get a a tiny little player
0: yeah it should have been a free kick but it wasn't and it was play on and then the siren went yeah, I think you got You
3: We'll have to go back to the history books.
0: On that. We'll talk about She's this get the up. tape out. <laughs> we'll, I'll, I'll come back to you next week on, the, on this one. What, was, what was, you was your other one called?
3: Yeah. I mean, or the famous one, um, Julia Patoli in our grand final. She kicking the goal after the siren um, to win us the game. Well, it wasn't after the siren, but pretty close to the siren um, to win us the game. I can't really...
4: I feel
2: like oh, is that a one hit wonder? I feel like she's done. She's had lots of moments in her career.
3: Well, I don't know. I was thinking about that, and um, after that season, I'm not too sure how many times she went back to the seniors though. Oh. She did kick us the goal, but I think nah, uh, that's, that's
0: that's that's worth a mention. That's a that's a one moment wonder. <laughs> no, no one tops that when, he, when he, yeah, maybe
2: that's I don't think
3: good. Any women, no women.
2: You're never maybe gonna do that's to Paul Deegan's moment too. Picking her for the grand final, getting the win and then banishing her after that.
0: <laughs> well, that, that year he did, well, so the coaching won it one I guess. Yeah. Maybe he, he won two premierships that year. He coached yeah. the 90s and the girls, uh, which is pretty good effort too. Yeah, that, I've never on, heard of that before.
3: On Paul Deegan, I wanted to mention uh, with milestones, he's actually, I don't know if he's first one ever, but he finished his career on ninety 99- nine. 199 games. He never wanted to cool. do that 200 um, game. So I was thinking maybe you got to bring him in, Steve. Um,
1: oh, dead rubber. But oh, can, my God. That would be I'd hilarious. i we could probably find a spot for him. Um, yeah, I just might. play for a
2: minute. Get him in. Oh, we need to start a campaign. I think the Nodcast could be the platform to launch the Deegs 200 campaign.
0: Yeah. He, he, reckons, he reckons he does his hammy every time he breaks out into a – a sort of brisk walk, not a slow <laughs> yeah. walk. So he but can he did rotate run. with Sammy Deegan. Uh, sorry, Paul Deegan can <laughs> rotate with Sammy Reid off the bench. He he oh, he man. ran. He was the runner for the twos a few weeks ago, which I was so surprised about. I haven't seen him run for a few years <laughs> due to injuries and hamstrings and everything else. Um, he, he used to he used to walk the dog and come home and say, "I've I've done my hammy again, just walking." <laughs> So when I saw him running around in the twos, this could be a thing. I would actually, I would love to see it. Well, you've just told us oh, yeah. that you kicked three without
2: breaking stride once. So surely. Yeah,
0: he it's, could do that.
2: he snagged a couple in the women's practice game as well. So like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's still on the move. Yeah,
0: I, I would love to see it.
1: There was one that I wasn't there for because it was before I was born, but our under-19s coach Shane Regan told this story every week for an entire season, <laughs> which was a story about himself in a grand final when he this played the he broke his or shoulder? something i don't know no it was the one where he kicked four in the third quarter he got swung to centre half forward in a grand final and kicked four in the third quarter and they won the game and he told us that story every week to inspire us the whole way through the 19 season and then we lost the grand final by three points so there's yeah. nothing like he individual five and might have got a line
2: nothing like individual moments to motivate a team <laughs> before,
1: before. <laughs> he was all three Regans. I must say, are very good at the inspirational speech,
0: um, and, and Shane was no exception. But yeah. I'm a, some of Dave Regan's speech speeches in school footy was some of the funniest material you'll ever hear. He, he's a, unbelievable at it. Won't go into that though. Well, maybe that's the, that's why he's got the Melbourne boys firing. That could be oh, a yeah. good. That could be a good segment, actually. Sort of coaching. Pump ups yeah. spray. I've got a few good ones. I've heard a. Should I save it for, for another week, or should I go give you a little teaser?
1: Go with it. Run with it now.
0: I've, I've heard a little. I've heard i um, I've heard a one. So back when Adrian Connolly was coach, he had a he had a raw bit of steak <laughs> that he brought out and slapped yeah. on the ground. I, I, I would love to hear game. more about. <laughs> I, I played
2: the. I, I played in the raw steak gate game. <laughs>
0: Uh, we might have to dig a bit deeper into that another
2: week. Oh, oh, I think we keep the, the I've fans seen in, in my fans time as I I've seen all sorts of food get thrown around the club rooms in a in a <laughs> either a pre game or a post game speech. Pizza <laughs> got flown around thrown around a couple of times.
1: Speaking of raw steak, Claudia, you can probably tell us whether this worked. We heard that Paul Deegan had a real theme going the other week about the Lion uh, King.
4: Oh yeah.
1: Game. That, <laughs> did that get the girls up and about?
3: Yeah, it was it was quite interesting. I was a bit when he put the video on, and it was you know, <laughs> hyena is um, attacking a lion, and you know, you could see where he's going with it. But I, was, I think a lot of the girls were also crying. <laughs> no
4: lion.
3: <laughs> so um, yeah, no one wants to see a lion get eaten either. But um, yeah, definitely we got the win. So it definitely had um, a good theme to it. <laughs>
1: Did the job. Um, all right, let's let's move on. Weekly whispers, plenty going on at the moment, and as given, it's it's one of the biggest couple of weeks that basically exist in the footy club because we've got Founder's Day, Founder's Day this weekend, of course, with the the big Fa- Founder's Day luncheon. And for anyone out there who hasn't yet got their tickets, do that. Mazenodfc.com.au in the online shop. Um, the the new bar rules, of course, allow you to get a drink a little bit earlier than in previous years. So uh, you can wet your whistle if you are so inclined. And then, of course, after the games, we've got a bit of, bit of live music, just someone plucking the strings down in the room. So it should be a nice little vibe back there from what I hear. All seven of the seniors, teams, men's and women's at home, we should have a, um, a fair crew back there listening to the melodic tunes. So that should be a good night as well. And then, of course, the next week, we've got the big reverse raffle. So we've talked about that on a previous one. Oh, wow. One of, the, one of the big nights on the calendar. So it's a real double act over the next two weeks at the footy club. So given all that, plenty of whispers going on, I would imagine. I know Claudia's just, just had this smirk on her face all the way through. <laughs> that I feel like she's got some dirt well, on somebody.
3: I, I, I don't think um, Sam really wants to hear it, but I did hear um, <laughs> after Paul was the runner a couple of weeks ago that Sam was nearly dropped for his dad. Um, <laughs> <the>
4: West,
3: so. <laughs> yeah, so I think Sam needs to lift his game.
0: Jeez, come I've copped it tonight. We're not getting Claudine back on. This is, it. This is it. I hope you're enjoying it, Claude. This is your one-off. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> dee got anything for us?
0: I think I, I've been a bit sick lately, so I've been um. I haven't really been thinking about it, but I've got to bring up, I know Erin Bunter wasn't too happy when I revealed that she's sort of doesn't like, doesn't like spending too much money on the coffee. So <laughs> I saw her rock up to the game uh, with this. Jeez, it was a nice looking coffee cup. Uh, <laughs> came straight up to me like, look at this. I've, I've, I've emptied the pockets tonight, for, well, today for this, for this coffee. So uh, she wanted me to bring that up. Um, she wasn't the cheapskate uh, that she usually is. Uh, this week, she lashed out on a nice one. And she played really well, so that might be the new, the new norm.
1: Well, well, I'd heard that, um, and I know I observed this in the, in the thirds, once the word got out about her funny little pre-game routine of going and getting coffees from two different venues... Uh, and, and guys who, who knew she was playing all right Started just emulating the pregame So <laughs> I know for a fact Joel Fitzsimmons Did the double coffee run on his way to the oh. game last week From the third <laughs> um, and, and so did another guy, Paddy McPhee He did it as well Just just kind of admitted later on After he had a pretty good day He put it down to the, the double <laughs> coffee The combination of the 7-11 and the Maccas So she started something I wouldn't be backing away from it if I was Aaron.
0: Did work for her though. I've got uh, I need to bring this up as well. I've been known to sort of um just make up a rumour of or something on the on the nodcast <laughs> <not>. occasionally. <laughs> <Surely not>. <laughs> <laughs> when I've got nothing, I sort of just bring something up. And last week I mentioned that Matt Thewings pumps a bit of iron on the on the <laughs> way before a game. <laughs> uh, get them the muscles looking good before he rocks up. He he talked to me on, on training, he's like how did you find out about that? No one knows. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm oh, yeah, like, find, out, find out about what? He's like, the, the, <laughs> doing the bicep curls. And I'm like, well, I'm, I just made it up. He's like, oh, oh, because uh, I actually do that. So <laughs> I've hit one on the head. I can't believe it.
2: Oh, I don't know if this is a this is a massive whisper, but Brad Kovac got engaged during the week. So um, yeah. he flies under the radar a little bit, Coves. He's a quiet customer but. Till you get him out on the field or hand him the um, opportunity to speak at halftime. But yeah, so he got married during the week and um, I think he's, he's pretty clear that he's, he set some boundaries and some guidelines from the start and it's not going to be a winter wedding. So uh, that should be good moving forward. He was pretty clear on that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, popped the question last Thursday. So exciting for Cubs. So he clearly wasn't exciting. at
3: training. The, um, sacrifice training for? I think
2: he was No, our training. no it was that training, and he I didn't mention it. it. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I don't know if he did it on the on the just before he left for training and priorities. And I'm
3: off the footy guy, uh, Gil. <laughs> oh my
2: god! I want <laughs> romantic, play. Brad. He did it with his footy shit <laughs> on as well.
1: <laughs> I've got one in the past 24 hours. Uh, one of the players at the club. Has had a baby, so new, new little Nodder being born into the world. Um, I don't think Steve, they've announced. I know your, given, I know your so... wife's pregnant. I no, no, not mine. It's not me. <laughs> <laughs> <So it's> still <laughs> it's a few a weeks weird way to tell your family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. no. It's not not, well, not mine. Well, last time but, you um, had your
2: child, you you took about sixteen hours to tell
0: us.
1: I reckon. Oh <laughs> no, we you, I, we just were working through the list. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, so there's, uh, it did
0: take you 16. Hours. I got I got to mess you straight away, Rob. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean,
1: I, I, you I was know. up top of the list, obviously. Yeah, yeah you were. You there. about you're about 150 digs, and you know, eight hours later. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, but no, congratulations to those guys. I know there at least one of them listens to the podcast, so I, I won't reveal who they are yet. But very exciting. Not a useful whisper, I guess, without any detail <laughs> attention. But good to see baby's been born in the world.
3: Yeah, a few um, Nodettes um, have fallen pregnant um, um, this season. Sarah Biviano, happy to announce that she um, will be expecting a baby in September. And same with India, um, which I think her husband is the reserves yeah. assistant yeah, coach as five. well. So, uh,
4: Robert, no, a no, no. player five. too. He's a
0: player.
3: Oh. Yeah. Yeah, yep. so they're expecting their baby as well in September, I
0: think, too. That baby is going to be a future uh, PGA prodigy. golfer. Yeah. yeah. That is a prodigy in the making. Uh, they both play off, I think India plays off like plus four. So she's going Watch. to add four shots to her, to her score at the end and, and Robbo's off plus two or something. So that Jeez. kid is going to be an unbelievable golfer. You Tyler think. Robertson. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's that's good, we should we should get campaign going for that. that is <laughs> good.
1: Claudia, what's with these girls <laughs> having babies in September? You could not time it any worse because you're pregnant the entirety of football season.
3: Yeah, I, I'm not too sure if the women's actually really follow we play it, but we might not really follow the AFL because um, you the know ones. our grand finals normally finish um, in July, August, our women's waFA. Um, so you know, we don't really care when it comes to September. I think
0: I don't think they follow it. Was it Lee Matthews' rule of the uh, don't fall pregnant in January? Like, Got to keep, <laughs> keep September open. The girls probably don't follow that that rule as closely yeah, I, as I what don't think so. the Brisbane Bears were. I Brisbane haven't heard Lions, Paul sorry. say
3: that yet. So, <laughs> yeah, I haven't heard Paul say that to us. I don't, I us, don't so. think
0: he'd be allowed. To, I don't think he'd be allowed. Yeah, to I don't think
4: so. <laughs>
2: So I've got another whisperer. I don't know if I should go here because it's it's a little bit sensitive and I, I'm not sure the situation um, or the latest update. But we there was a long pause in the game on Saturday out of Preston and we, weren't, we were not we a bit unsure of what was happening. The ball went over for a goal and it was wild to get it back to the centre. We thought maybe the ball had got run over by a car so they're waiting for a, a, an inflated ball to come out to the middle. Turns out... Unfortunately, the Boundary Umpire from Preston got run over. So oh. um no,
0: he didn't get yeah.
2: run over. He didn't get run over, did he? Yeah,
0: he got run, so turned out, run over yeah, him. Yeah, by a car.
2: <laughs> it hit him. So there's no netting out of Preston. Um and <laughs> there's a main road, fairly heavily trafficked road behind the goals. And Chris Campbell sent one over, and the poor young boundary umpires run out there with his footy boots on. Slipped over on the bitumen um, and got hit by a car. So, we, I understand the, the latest rep- the report on the day was that he's, he's okay and just went to hospital. And, um, but yeah, there was that's the whisper anyway.
0: That I did, Preston I did hear lo- about Preston
2: this. Preston are looking for a boundary umpire.
0: <laughs> I did hear about this, Robbie, because I think what happened, I think he's all good uh, in the end, but oh, had good. the potential to be really bad. I think he slipped, he sort of saw the car coming. But he was jogging and and pulled up. But because he had the boots on, he slipped and sort of his legs ended up in front of the car, and he got the the car hit his legs, fairly badly. So probably a good result in the end. But he couldn't carry on. Umpiring, obviously, but I think he's all right. But but like glad that, that he's all right. It's a good. It's a, it's a pretty funny story. And the, the happiest person
2: was Phil <laughs> Ryan because Phil's got the job every week of trying to look for a boundary umpire and he was worried that it was Mazenod's. Gone down. <laughs> once he realised it was Preston's, we were, we've been all good.
0: You could get Claudio back down to to boundary umpire. Oh, oh that's, that's a good one for <laughs> yeah, we didn't bring uh, that up.
2: one hit wonders.
0: <laughs> Claudio lost one quarter,
4: one
2: quarter one. as boundary <laughs>
3: umpire. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't good. It's a hard job. Like, I can understand... Um, well the poor fella had to I think didn't get run over. But it was a definitely <laughs> a good job. Or well, when I was um so I was really just praying that the ball just wouldn't go out on my side. I wouldn't even need to do anything. And um it was a bit like sprint training, um, really. And so the ball did go out. And I was did thinking, it, how am I it. gonna do this?
0: Did it go uh, out though?
3: One time, one time it might have been in the monash area and it, Touched
0: she's the
3: line, two, and two I... meters still in. <laughs> and she's playing the whistle. And it was near the goals, and I go, No, nah, that's out. <laughs> and um, got a spray by the other opposition team. But um, yeah, I was thinking, How am I going to throw this ball in when they're about six foot five, the ruck men, and I'm about five, three? And um, so I creep up near them and I do about a netball pass. But I think they were expecting me to turn around and
4: yeah, <laughs> I right had no idea.
3: oh, crap. <laughs> I've
0: got no idea that. Um, I don't think yeah, I don't think a I'll... ruckman has ever
2: eyeballed a boundary umpire in their
0: career. <laughs> it was very funny to see. No one knew it was coming. He just started sprinting <laughs> at him and pegged it in like a, a half-court basketball throw. <laughs> <laughs> I saw it, and then I saw. Uh, so I think Warbs and uh, you didn't play that game either, Rob? Did you? Yeah, I was running. I saw. Yeah. I saw. I saw Warbs in the in the change rooms a quarter time, and I said. I reckon if this game's gonna go down the Y, you might have to you might have to swap with her. <laughs> she's got a game on to the next day as well, which can't be sprinting up and down the boundary for the seniors.
3: Yeah, I did about three k's in the first quarter. I was like, oh god, this is not what I signed up for.
0: So
3: yeah, <laughs> I, think, I don't think I'll be volunteering anytime soon.
0: Well, you didn't You, you volunteered have. to be water girl, didn't you?
3: Yeah, I was actually water girl,
0: yeah. and then Phil, Phil yeah. Ryan just thrown her under the bus, literally. Like, a pressing <laughs> yeah. like yeah. Pressing
1: <laughs> All right, so I think we might wrap it up there. Uh, thanks, Deegs and Rob, as always. Uh, and Claudia, thank you. Congrats again for 50 Games. Thanks very much for joining us on the Nodcast.
3: Thanks, loved it. Um, yeah, I probably won't be back on if um, Sam has like, anything to do with it.
0: <laughs> you, you might replace him. <laughs> She's not replacing me. You can't replace me. <laughs> I'll go rogue. I'll start my own. Podcast 2.0. So anyway, we'll um, we'll, <laughs> good,
1: good good luck to good luck to all of the uh, the teams this week at Founders Day. Enjoy everyone. See you in the lock-in <laughs> post game.